his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Yes, indeed. The Weekend Report is still on the radio. Still and on the radio. Happy to be here for you. Thank you for listening to 97.1 FM Talk. I'm Tony Colombo in a studio with my partner, the great Chris Arps. You know, I've been thinking of, uh, can, are there contingency plans in case we can't come in? Can we do the show from home and make Andrew come in? In all honesty, there are contingency plans. Okay. Not replay, you, replay of no, old shows? Nope. No? I mean, that's always a contingency okay. plan. But there are actual contingency well, plans. Well, when were you going to share those with me? We're, whenever, the coronavirus is getting pretty serious. Whenever we get to the contingency, <laughs> I'll let you know. Oh, you're making it up as you go along? No, we okay. have it. Andrew from the Dave Glover Show is here as yeah. well, filling in for Carl once again. Very engaged. Yes. <laughs> and... Oh, man, do we have a whole lot to talk about today. In fact, I'm really excited about today's show. We're going to get some really good information and insight. We are going to talk to, uh, in the next hour, we're going to start with Tim Lowry, the mayor of Florissant. Florissant, of course, my hometown, Chris's hometown, and the largest city in St. Louis County. So the mayor has had, obviously, his hands full and had to make a lot of decisions and here in the state of Missouri, more than than a lot of other states across the country, the decisions have been have been left more to local control than you know. We've seen governors like Andrew Cuomo and and others across the country basically making you know the the rules statewide. Mm-hmm. And so far to this point, Governor Mike Parson has made you know some. So, has made some announcements and, and laid down some uh, rules, but he has, by and large, much more than other states, left a lot of these decisions on, you know, what places have to close and all that up to local up to local jurisdictions to control. So uh, people like Tim Lowry, uh, you know, who runs the biggest mm-hmm. city in St. Louis County, have had to make a lot of those decisions. So... Um, We'll talk to him about uh, everything that uh, he's gone through, and hopefully get some information uh, from him on you know what's next and how far we advanced in this thing. Shut also, it down. yeah, coming up in the next segment, we are going to talk to the sheriff of Jefferson County, Dave Marshak. Uh, sheriff Marshak has been a regular guest on my other show, the, uh, the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, and he. 
obviously another guy who has a lot on his plate right now running, you know, uh, law enforcement for that entire county. So get the law enforcement perspective Mm -hmm. of this as we go through. You know, some of the the questions that I think a lot of people have had is all of these, uh, you know, even at gas stations now, we get quick trip. There's signs on the door that say no more than 10 people are allowed in. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking there's nobody counting, you know, and, and, you know, and, and we see across these, Across the country now, you know, only leave for necessities and mm-hmm. don't do that, do that. But are these things actually being enforced? Are, yeah. You know, like what? OK, what if you do have a gathering of 10 or more? First of yeah. all, who's going to catch you? And if you do get caught, what happens? Like, it, what are the what? what is what are the actual penalties for this? And, and how do police handle that if they do come across something like that? So is, uh, that's one of the questions that I have for Sheriff Marshall. Is the weekend report a necessity? You know what it is, yeah. Okay, I'm just wondering. Are we, are we breaking the law? This coming in. And... Well, there's only three of us in here. Oh <laughs> well, there's more than so ten of us in the building. We can though. do. Yeah, well, there's not more than ten no, of us. Am I saying something I shouldn't? Or... I don't know that. There... Are there more than ten of us? Well, on the other side of the building, the other side. I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't no, know. I just don't want to be. Certainly nowhere near us. You know, uh, Trish thinks I have coronavirus because of all of the places that I've been the last couple of weeks. Yeah. She, like, kind of shies away from me. I'm so, uh, She's going to be here in a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll have maybe five people in this yeah. room at some point today. So Watch how she... Uh, you can leave if you want to. Watch how she shies away from me. <laughs> I'll keep my eyes on it. I think... I think that's been happening for a long time, and you just she, didn't notice. No, she told me. She goes, you've been traveling and going to all these places. You've got it. You could probably have it. I'm like, no, I don't. I think you'd be showing symptoms by yeah, now. Yeah, and we've been testing ourselves on a uh, thermometer. So, anyway, yeah. let's get into this. Yeah. How are your thoughts uh, right now overall? Are you still on board with all of the decisions that the government has been making? Um, are we... Anywhere near the line of overreaction, and is there even a, is there even a line of overreaction? I don't think that you can overreact when you have a unknown virus where there's no anecdote, no cure, um, something you've never seen before, and you have a finite number of hospital beds and ICU units and ventilators, and you have a a projection of the possible number that could can be sick um, if it spreads to them. I think the underlying scare of overloading the system is something that you have to keep foremost, and I think that's what the officials are doing. And I agree with uh, with these drastic measures, but drastic times sometimes take uh, drastic measures. Overall, do you think people—I think overall right now people are on board. They understand mm-hmm. that this is what we need to be doing. And there's not been too much pushback. There are people that think it's too much, yeah. and they're and they'll say as much. And and I think that's a valid. I think that's a valid opinion and a valid concern. I'm still okay with where we're at. But if you continue to tighten the valve and lock mm-hmm. things down, and this goes on for a period of time, I think at some point people's patience and their willingness to go along with this is going to run out. Do you think that's going to happen, or do you think that, by and large, people are okay with this in, for, a long, for a long period of time? I think what's going to happen and what all the experts are saying is that in the next coming days and weeks, 
that we're going to see more and more cases of coronavirus that are going that are going to go into the thousands. And I think because of that, you know, it's going to go into the thousands until it, you know, as they say, flatten the curve and goes lower. I'm hoping that well, that people, needs to be reported yeah. correctly because uh, that is going to happen, but it's going to happen mostly because we have the tests. Oh yeah, yeah, now. yeah. But I hope, but I hope we're able that, to test more, yeah. and there, there more, there are more tests, and they're more readily available. Yeah. So I, yeah, uh, uh, coronavirus cases that were not getting counted yeah. this entire time will be counted. Yeah. So it's going to look like if if it's reported that way, it's going to look like. The virus is spreading out of control at an unprecedented well, like, rate. What I'm saying and is, that's Tony, not exactly. But what the I'm case. saying is, I hope that's not what people think. I hope people will see that Agreed. the cases have gotten larger because of the testing, mm-hmm. and that will make people take this much more serious mm. and know that mm-hmm. it is probably spread within the general population, a large part of it, and people need to be careful. I'm hoping it has that effect because of the yep. more testing that we have. Do you think that people's patience? Do you do you have a timeline on it? Like, how long do you think people are willing to go along with this? Here's what I think, mm-hmm. and then you either correct me or or tell me if you you agree or disagree. Um, I think if if the mortality rate stays at about where it's at, mm-hmm. if this if if this you know, if if the mortality rate stays in the one two three four percent range, I think. At some point, probably within three to four weeks, people are going to start to backlash and they're going to mm-hmm. say, OK, I, I, I've had enough. I want to go back to work. I want to go see my mom in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. I want to get I want to go out with my friends. I want to reschedule my vacation that mm-hmm. I missed all of those things. So only only consi- only uh, uh, if the more if this thing doesn't start killing people, if it starts, if the mortality rate rises, mm-hmm. All bets are off. I think it's. I think more people will be agreeable to staying home. But I think we go a month, three weeks, four weeks, and it stays like this. And I think public opinion is going to change. And the people that are going along with it right now, by and large, are going to say, "All right, we did what you said. You know, you said end of March, beginning of April. Please don't extend this anymore yeah. because we're ready to go." What do you? What I do don't you think, think public opinion is going to change, is because. One, the the virus, the outbreak is is going to get worse. And I I just can't fathom someone not um, thinking of their safety, their children's safety, their parents and grandparents safety and doing what you have to do in a time of uh, emergency like this. Plus, two, I think if you look at the media. But that's the thing is if the if this if it's not killing people on a large scale. But I, think, I don't think people are going to think it's an emergency. But I think if you look at the media coverage that we've seen the last few weeks and, and months, I think the media is going to keep this as an epidemic, a pandemic, oh, no and trying to scare people. No doubt and about unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, you know, what's the line we've been hearing? Uh, people are stupid. People, uh, people are smart. Or Mad- you were smart, but yeah. people are Individuals dumb. Individuals are yeah. smart. So, the masses are dumb. So, uh, I, you know, I, I, that's, uh, that's how I see it at this point. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that there's going to be a backlash in a few weeks. I think people are more patient than you give them than you give them credit for. I think they're patient. People understand their the this is I think serious. The, I think the key line there is is serious and mm. emergency. Mm-hmm. And I think that people have different 
lines of what is serious and what is a, a, a health crisis. The media crisis. will keep this a health crisis and well, serious. I know. Trust me. There's and a they're, lot of, that they're gonna they're, they they've got enough clout still enough of megaphone to keep people terrified. There are a lot people of people that already and, think this is an overreaction. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I all you need is enough of the sheep. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. That's a fact yeah. at all times. Yeah. And most people are sheep. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I say by early to mid April, there's going to be a a backlash. No. I don't think there should be. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not in, encouraging that. I just the way that I read the room yeah. is that people's patience on the for this will run out. And see, I can't unless and again, I can't, unless and I can't. Things get worse. If things and, get worse, that changes everything. And me personally, I can't fathom that. I will do whatever the Pell's officials or what we need to do if it means isolating yourself and and conducting business from home and doing that. I have no problem with that wouldn't drive me stir crazy i need to get out and drive every now and then but not be around people but uh i gotta do it this is unprecedented this is something we've never seen you also have that seven figure bank account (laughs) you can rest on is that in my uh subconscious (laughs) mind (laughs) i mean but seriously it's you know the the people that are out of work right now they you know they don't have the luxury to wait Six yeah, but, weeks. But you can't work if you're sick or dead. I know. I agree. <laughs> I right? agree. But you also can't, you know. It, you can't work if you're sick or dead. Yeah, and you can't live in your house if you can't pay your bills. So <laughs> it's like. You got to ride it out. Uh, ride it out with no money. And the government, and we, ride you know, it. we'll talk about this later. Just the government's, ride it out. The Broke. government's talking. Broke is a joke. Just the government's ride it out. talking about sending us $1,000, $2,000 a couple a month. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that'll, that'll help, help. help some folks. That'll help some folks so, a little bit. Uh-uh. Yeah. What kind of effect has this had on the presidential election, if any? It's had a drastic effect. I mean, both of these candidates, uh, 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 Bernie Sanders and uh, the president, had wild crowds. They need that enthusiasm. That's been curtailed. Um, door knocking, going door to door has has stopped. It's been had, you know, uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders have tried to have virtual town halls. They've been duds, disasters. So. It's put a real, uh, real crimp in the presidential election. You have states that are uh, uh, delaying primaries, which keeps Bernie's small candle of hope alive. So mm. this is going to be a strange uh, election. Fortunately, we've had over these last few elections, we've seen the enthusiasm of Donald Trump. And we talked about that on the election coverage of him swamping Joe Biden in many of these states when uh, Republicans really didn't need to come out even and on, vote. Even on this past Tuesday, yeah. as you say, we were in here uh, covering the primary elections. About one in the morning, wasn't it? And there was 10. It was 10 <laughs> o'clock at <laughs> it night. It seemed like one in the um, morning. I know. Um, and <laughs> and this, was, this was a day that one state completely postponed their primary mm-hmm. because of coronavirus, and other states were, you know, pretty much locked down but went forward with their votes, and we still saw, particularly in Florida, over like over a million, like 1.2 million people vote for Donald Trump, more than voted for Joe Biden, who won the state in a real contest. Yeah. And they all the they had all, every reason to stay home, and all these people still voted for the president. And it's, that's just... it's completely unprecedented. Florida is it's not a one case situation. Mm-hmm. This has happened in many states across the country throughout this primary process that Donald Trump has either gotten more votes than both Democrats or 
comparable votes to both Democrats. It's in, it's incredible. And that's good news for the president and bad news for Democrats. You know, I said this a couple of times here on the air. And a poll came out a couple of weeks ago that said the Democratic voters and those leaning Democrat, only 48 percent of them were excited about Joe Biden's candidacy. Mm. Um, that spells disaster when you compare that to the votes that Donald Trump got in a primary where he didn't uh, his people really didn't need to come out. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap up this segment. I want to leave some time for Sheriff Dave Marshak. We're going to talk to him when we get back. I'm really interested in hearing the law enforcement perspective throughout all this. That is something that it, it, at least I haven't heard very much of. So I want to see how the police officers out there are, if this is how much this has changed their job and mm-hmm. and uh, how they're enforcing these these various new edicts that have been put, put out. So uh, when we get back, we'll talk to Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. You're listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. crazy this world gets the music of perry woods is always soothing i was in an alternative universe there right very soothing it's that quiet storm yes yes welcome back to the weekend report it's 97 one fm talk perry woods of course is the soundtrack of the weekend report you can download his music everywhere you download music and if you don't download perry's music download some other st louis band or artist because it is important to what? Support local music. Support local music. And spay and neuter your pet. Uh, no, that's not my line. Okay. I'm uh, support local music. Okay. Spay and neuter your pet is somebody else. Oh, okay. Just add them uh, together. <laughs> Tony Colombo here with Chris Arps and Andrew from the Dave Glover Show in studio Very for engaged. the Weekend Report. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's producing his ass off over there. He he's is. doing a great job. He is. Where, if people only Stop could see him. busting his chops. <laughs> um as I mentioned, we are going to be talking to the mayor of Florissant. Florissant is the biggest city in St. Louis County, and and especially in this situation where the state of Missouri has left control more than other states in the local hands of county and city governments. Uh, I'm sure there's a whole lot uh, of things that he's been having to deal with, and I can't wait to have that discussion with Mayor Lowry at the top of the 6 o'clock hour. And another person that is dealing with a lot of those same issues is our guest now, as I mentioned in that last segment. Uh, Joining us on the phone now is the sheriff of Jefferson County, Sheriff Dave Marshak. Sheriff, uh, I know you're a busy man right now. We certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes out to talk with us. How are you? Good. How are you? I can't complain. I, I mentioned earlier that uh, Sheriff is a regular guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, which you can hear uh, also every Saturday here on 97.1 FM Talk. So uh, I've talked to Sheriff many, many times, but never uh, under these conditions, Sheriff. Uh, I have a lot of specific questions, but I'd, I, before we get into that, I'd like to just get your overall thoughts 
on uh, uh, you know on on what we're dealing with right now. Uh, how how different is your world right now than than any other time? You know, I think for all of us, um, these are um, times in which we feel maybe a little bit more anxiety and uncertainty about what the future holds, and um, I think that's probably pretty consistent with us in the public safety profession, and then also just as a, a regular citizen, I think these are uh, times that challenge us. I think uh, I feel comfortable about our society and our resiliency. So, you know, my message and uh, to our people is that, you know, let's take the challenges as they come and uh, let's keep things in perspective. Uh, much of this we don't have control over and, you know, there's um, some parts of it that are unknown, but I think if we tackle it with the right perspective, um, I believe we'll get through this. Sheriff, you're a little bit muffled. We can hear you okay, but if there's a way to clear that up just a little bit, it would be uh, a little bit helpful. But it, it's not—it's not, it's not sure. too bad. Just a FYI. Uh, are there any? Are there any uh, changes, like specific changes to that you've uh, r- rules that you've given your officers um, in handling their business right now? You know, our our responsibilities uh, associated with public safety require us to uh, put ourselves in at-risk situations. And so some of that has not changed. There's no way to put handcuffs on somebody without personal contact. Um, There's no way to intervene sometimes in physical confrontations without that. And so while we educate our officers in terms of best practices, we also have to approach everything in a realistic perspective. And uh, that's the consistent message that we have with our people is uh, do your best, but also understand you're in the public safety business and um, you're going to be mm-hmm. at risk for increased likelihood of exposure mm-hmm. uh, and we'll take care of it uh, as we proceed. How has uh, law enforcement been uh, engaged in this effort by leadership to help stop the spread of uh, coronavirus, if at all? Well, you know, we've done a number of different things um, to prevent uh, additional exposure, you know. Um, we have fewer people in our lobby. We've uh, waived uh, expirations and penalties on the CCW permits mm-hmm. to limit uh, exposure in our office. Um, there's a number of nonviolent offenders that are not currently incarcerated in mm-hmm. our jail, uh, which allows us to have more space for uh, the isolation and separation of inmates that we have no intention of releasing back into society until uh, those courts, uh, those cases are done through the courts. And so, you know, we've taken steps at every level, whether it's uh, our civil process arrangements, whether it's prisoner transports, uh, incarceration, court security. Um, we continue to make judgments and decisions based on the information that's coming in. Um, but we have a responsibility to protect our people the best as possible and then also our greater responsibility of protecting our community. I was going to ask that question and sort of uh, uh, highlighting exactly what you're talking about there, about what people are being taken into custody and held in county jails and things like that. There's a, a... a situation happening with Kim Gardner and Wesley Bell that's a bit controversial that they are releasing or, or advocating for the release of many nonviolent offenders and, and wanting to sort of clear out the jails right now so these people 
the prisoners aren't, um, you know, in close quarters. What are you guys, are you guys doing that in Jefferson County, not not holding people that you would otherwise hold or, or releasing people that you would not otherwise release under regular circumstances? Well, so a couple things. Uh, we have a constitutional responsibility um, for the health of inmates that are in our custody. And so uh, we can never overlook that despite what else is going on. I will tell you from a practical perspective is that uh, even some of these, you know, quote, low-level offenders um, will still cause problems in our community. And, and I don't think we should lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that we have requests from family members and uh, inmates in our facility, just like they do anywhere else. Um, they like to manipulate the system. Um, don't think for one second a number of them haven't come forward and uh, claimed, you know, that they might be uh, contagious or that they might well, possess the coronavirus. You know what? Hey, tell uh, them about your feeling ill. Chris Arb says a story about a meme. Go ahead. And yeah, I was just I was just wondering, you know, there's a meme on Facebook of a officer approaching a motorist and the motorist has a sign with a mask on saying I have a coronavirus and uh, wondering, does that will that get you out of a, a ticket? <laughs> Yeah, and listen, I I think that's probably a pretty good tactic, right? I mean, if right. I was, I yeah, it is. And saw that, but it doesn't work in our jail, and we're not going to immediately release all these offenders out there. It's not going to happen. Um, if they are uh, contagious, we will isolate them within the jail, but it's not a uh, get-out-of-jail-free card as far as I'm concerned. You know, one thing that we've seen around the nation uh, because of the coronavirus is uh, increase in gun sales. Um, we've seen lines around the, the buildings and gun stores around the country. Are you seeing that in Jefferson County, and are you expecting that? Uh, we've seen, I've spoke with a number of different uh, uh, owners of gun stores in Jefferson County, and they have seen an increase in both ammunition and firearm sales. I will tell you, if you know anything about Jefferson County, is that we have a large uh, contingency of our population that um, enjoys shooting as a recreational sport and that hunts. And um, I think Jefferson County is well protected. (laughs) Uh, We're talking to Sheriff Dave Marshak, the sheriff of Jefferson County. Sheriff, one question that I've been wondering, and I think a lot of other people have been wondering, as these as they keep limiting you know the amount of people that can be that can gather in an area or be in a building uh, I, I'm wondering are you are officers out looking to for those groups and trying to enforce that rule or is it a situation that if you come across it you would break it up and what are the penalties for things like that? Like, you know, it's, it's against the law, you know, to have more than 10 people uh, gathered in one area at one time. But what happens to people that get caught doing that? I think that is on a lot of people's minds. Well, I think we have to be realistic in terms of our response. As I said before, uh, the fact is, you know, most of these are, are social contracts. Um, the answer to your question is we do not have police officers looking for crowds. We do not have uh, police officers going into private businesses to uh, stop commerce. I think these are social contracts in which, uh, in large part, many of them are suggestions. I will tell you that I'm not familiar with any ordinances uh, that would be prosecuted both at the municipal level and or the state level. Um, and so I think these are, um, you know, not necessarily suggestions. You know, I've seen drafts of these different orders, but uh, by no means have any of our officers, to my knowledge, 
participated in any type of enforcement action, and I don't know that that's going to change. What's the mood in Jefferson County? Are people... Are, are people, by and large, you, you know, in, in embracing the social distancing and, you know, understand how it's a different world right now and people, you know, it's, it's time to close some businesses and schools and all that? Or are you running into a lot of frustration on the streets? Well, I can tell you right now, there are no confirmed cases in Jefferson County. And so I think in large part that makes a difference. I will tell you there is some anxiety associated with our community. Um, just because of the unknown, as I suggested earlier. Uh, I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't know what the future holds in terms of the impact of these viruses, but there are some legitimate concerns in terms of what this is going to do economically and what that's going to look like you know, months and a year from now. And so I think there's a lot of uncertainty and anxiety, and I, I can get a feel for that uh, being out in our community. There's a uh, you know, a lot of uncertainty. And I, I think that uh, resonates uh, throughout our entire organization now as well. Are you getting a lot of different calls? It, are police officers responding to different types of issues right now? Or is it, uh, aside from, you know, the business closures and everything that we've been talking about, is it business as usual as far as the way that you patrol the community? Yeah, for the most part, you know, we're seeing um, not necessarily a drop in calls for service. If I looked up on the board, um, I see officers en route to disturbances, uh, calls for assisting Division of Family Services, uh, assaults. I mean, those those types of calls for service are still going. I will tell you what we've seen as a result of uh, the COVID-19 is that we have some issues where maybe uh, a husband and wife who have been in dispute over child custody issues now claim that, you know, one of them should be self-quarantined and they don't feel comfortable sending their children back and wow. their child custody disputes. Um, we're seeing some increased calls uh, such as that, but that's been the extent of it so far. Yeah, that's, that, I mean, to go back to Chris's meme, you know, some people, unfortunately, are going to use any situation they can as leverage to, you know, get an advantage over somebody or something. And that, I'm not surprised to hear that story, but uh, hopefully it's not something that people are getting away with on a large scale. Well, let's be honest. Uh, If a police officer encounters you and you start coughing and hacking and say you think you might have the coronavirus, uh, if I was a police officer on the street, I don't know that I would really take you into custody for a nonviolent offense at all. Yeah, are they are are the officers are they wear are they are they wearing anything differently? Masks, gloves, anything like that, or is it just practicing the social distancing to protect themselves? Yeah, right now they're doing what uh, all the citizens are advised to do to uh, keep washing their hands, maintain the you know quote social distance, and uh, to work smarter. A uh, number of our calls for service and reports that can be taken over the phone. Uh, are redirected to uh, call centers in which uh, officers are standing by to take some of those reports to maintain that social distance. So we're doing a number of different things to keep our police officers safe. Great stuff. Great information. Sheriff Dave Marshak of Jefferson County, before we let you go, is there anything, any, any, any message to the citizens of Jefferson County that you want uh, them to know about? And, of course, if they do need you guys and you're listening in Jefferson County, um, where can they get information about the sheriff's department and contact you if needed? Well, a couple different things. Uh, Yeah, I think we need to keep things in perspective as we move forward. There's a great case uh, called Graham versus Connor in law enforcement use of force scenarios. 
And the gist of that is that uh, police officers, when they make their decisions, have to make the best decisions possible with the information that they have at the time. And I think as we move forward, our leadership uh, at all different levels is making the best decisions um, they can at the time with the information that they have. It's easy to second guess, and maybe we'll second guess ourselves days or weeks or months or years from now. Uh, But I think uh, our community can feel safe that we're making the best decisions based on the information we have. Uh, Go to CDC website for up-to-date information, and then certainly we'll educate our community uh, both online uh, and through other media sources as well. So I think we need to keep things in perspective. I feel comfortable we're going to get through this as a community, uh, and I hope uh, your listeners feel the same way. Yeah, great stuff. That is the Sheriff's of Jefferson County Sheriff Dave Marshak. We certainly appreciate your time today, sir, and we'll check back with you from time to time as we go through this. And as I mentioned, uh, make sure you're listening to Second Amendment Radio every week as well. Uh, Sheriff Marshak's a regular guest on our show there. Uh, Sheriff, thanks for all your time today. Have a great week. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. All right, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we are going to talk to our buddy Brian Agers from Agers HVAC on The Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo, Chris Arps, and Andrew from the Dave Glover Show in studio with you. Big thank you again to Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County for joining us in that last segment. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to be talking to the mayor of Florissant, Missouri, Tim Lowry. So we got the law enforcement perspective in that last segment. I'm going to get the uh, government perspective in the next segment. And if you miss anything today or you want to hear it again, make sure you're downloading the podcast of this show. You can do so on the Radio.com app. You can do so in very many places, our website, the Radio.com app, and other places. Uh, But the Radio.com app is really cool. You can stream the station 24-7 from that app. You can take advantage of the Radio Rewind feature, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station all right there. Sounds like Brian's on his private jet. Brian is, I'm sure Brian, he's in the Agers private jet, and he joins us now, as I mentioned in that last segment. Uh, one of the great sponsors of this show. We certainly appreciate uh, his time. Brian Agers from Agers HVAC. Brian, great to talk with you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to talk to you, too. Kind of weird over the phone, but we'll make it through it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so we were talking, as I mentioned, we were talking to Sheriff Marshak in that last segment about, you know, the unique uh, challenges to law enforcement right now. We're going to talk to uh, Mayor Lowry of Florissant in the next segment about all the things that uh, he's going through running the biggest city in St. Louis County. But I think the thing that most people are are worried about and that are affecting a lot of people are local businesses like yourself. So uh, I appreciate your time today, and I kind of wanted to just get your 
uh, thoughts on how this coronavirus situation is affecting you and other business owners that you know and 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 the HVAC industry in general are you guys even going out and going into people's homes right now what's the what what are you guys experiencing we are uh, we're taking obviously many extra steps to ensure the safety of our employees and and certainly our customers um you know if employees aren't feeling well obviously they're made to stay home uh if customers aren't feeling well then you know they certainly will alert us because uh, we won't even go into the house if if there's any illness there so um I, I you know there's a lot of uncertainty i think there's a lot of fear um people are still trying to figure this out this is something you know obviously it's been talked about how um, uncharted this territory is and uh, you know everybody's just trying to kind of figure out how this is going to work out for them and uh, that fear and uncertainty I think is probably more harmful than anything because uh, there is a lot of concern of, about not only getting ill but what does this look like a month from now two months from now our business is going to be able to survive this and uh, and our homeowners uh, going to get the services that they need. So it's, it's a weird time for sure. Um, but we are comfortable with the fact that, you know, we've taken the necessary steps that we can still provide service to customers and, uh, uh, you know, kind of keep the wheels turning, uh, even if it's at a slower pace. You know, I was thinking about you and that and your industry, I've been kind of, you know, just Every time you think of somebody that you know that works in a, a particular industry, you, you think about how this is affecting them. And with so many people staying home, uh, I wondered if you, there's probably people at home now that are, wouldn't be home all day in, under normal circumstances, maybe using their HVAC systems differently, running it differently than they would uh, when they would just set it and then go to work on, on whatever. Are you guys experiencing more calls during this since there are more people home or, or, or are you seeing a, a lag right now in, in business? Well, there's definitely a lag. And I, again, I think it goes back to people's concern, um, depending upon what media outlet you're watching and how much you're watching it, I think, uh, is a direct correlation to your uh, y- your fear factor, I guess. But, you know, there is definitely a decrease among not just my, my business, but, you know, all of the folks that I know in the St. Louis area who are in business, uh, you know, in heating and cooling, especially, where, you know, there's definitely a slowdown. And I think there's just a lot of concern. We're also mid-season, so there's not a high demand for heat right now there certainly isn't uh, a demand for air conditioning um i do think that you know two months from now uh we're going to see you know god forbid we were still in the same predicament i think we would see a, a massive uptick in the amount of calls just because of what you said people are home more they're running their system more they're going to notice issues more um so i do think that it's going to translate into a pent up demand uh, as we get further towards summer is there any concern it, from you and in, in your business and maybe other businesses that do, that provide services that require technicians to go into homes that because of that fear of not wanting to let a stranger in right now because you don't know what they're bringing with them that maybe there's maybe a system's not working as well as it should or it's making a weird sound but they're just not gonna have they would 
when they would otherwise make a call, they're not going to make a call right now because they don't want somebody coming into their house. And then that problem gets worse, and what could have been an easy fix now turns into a much bigger situation. Is there any fear for that in your industry and other service industries? Well, I think in, if there's fear, it would be at the consumer level. Um, you know, obviously, we don't want to see customers abuse their equipment by not changing filters or not having it serviced and then have service issues that are related to that. Um, but, you know, I think for me that there's certainly going to be some of that. And I think that consumers need to keep in mind that the earlier they they address an issue, uh, more likely the less expensive it's going to be when you see your check engine light come on if you decide or your need oil light come on if you decide that's fine i'm going to just keep driving this for a while um it usually goes from hey you needed a quart of oil to now you need a new engine so um there's definitely concern that people will neglect to have that work done but like i said we are doing everything that we can um whether it's distancing you know we we ask our customers to stay 10 feet away from our employees when they're in their home um gloves shoe boots you know to try to minimize the um spread of any possible virus and uh and you know we are seeing a little bit of an uptick in indoor air quality products there's a product that we sell that actually kills mold viruses and bacteria and it has a 99.97 percent success rate I'm not going to say that uh, it's never been tested on coronavirus, but it's a virus nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And so there are indoor air quality options that you can add to your ductwork to help improve the quality and lessen the chance of bacteria and viruses being able to survive in your home for sure. Talking to Brian Eggers from Eggers HVAC. Are you guys fully open no change in the way you're doing business except for those protections that you talked about when a technician goes into somebody's home or are you guys working under limited uh services and hours right now right now our hours are the same our services are the same um unless we get directed from you know state or local officials to do something differently um, we are still operating in full service mode um, with an abundance of caution. So, uh, you know, we've had discussions and we certainly don't want to put our employees at risk and we don't want to put our customers at risk either. So we're doing everything that we can to minimize uh, any contact or exposure or transmission of of anything, much less the virus. So, yeah. um, you know, but yeah, until we get here, otherwise we're, we're open. Good stuff. Brian Eggers from Eggers HVAC. We appreciate everything you do for us here on the show and uh, certainly everything you do for your customers. Uh, before we will let you go, if people do want to call you, if they are having a problem, uh, how do they get hold of, uh, of Eggers HVAC? You can either find us online at callagers.com or you can dial us at 636-681-1976. Great stuff. Brian, thanks so much for your time, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Tony. You bet. Uh, got a couple of minutes to go here. Chris, what is the latest uh, – what's your latest article, Red State? Are you still uh, – are you still putting articles up there? Or are you yes, I wrote suspended in, because of this <laughs> issue? No, I wrote an article talking about uh, China's influence on the coronavirus's spread and how uh, their projects that they did in Africa to try to uh, influence these governments where they paid for the projects, but you had to 
use Chinese workers have helped spread that virus around the world. Mm-hmm. And it was a piece on uh, hopefully the uh, virus spread will have the United States uh, more engaged in Africa. What is your thoughts on the whole Chinese virus thing? Call, the president calling it a Chinese virus. You got a problem with that, or are you? I don't have a problem with it because I don't believe that he is saying it to be racist. I think he's saying it because it pisses off the Chinese when he calls it the Chinese virus, and that's the reason that he does it. That's the reason why he does a lot of things. Would he be doing it if they didn't blame this on the United States military? I think he's doing it because that's it, because it makes it? them mad. Because they don't want it to be called the Chinese virus, and so guess Just what? Period, I'm gonna, end of story. I do. I think so. That's why he's calling it because it makes them angry. How do people uh, get your article? Redstate.com. Uh, you can find it there. He is a nationally syndicated uh, columnist, and he's been tough to live with ever since he got that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to right. take a break. That wraps up our number one of the weekend report. Got an entire second hour coming up. We are going to have some fun in hour number two. Our buddy Skip time. Weber is going to be here and Trish Gazelle from 102.5 and we're going to play a special edition of the Weird News Challenge so don't miss that and when we get back we are going to talk to the mayor of Florissant. Tim Lowry is going to join us. Uh, very much looking forward to the information and insight we're going to get from the mayor so don't miss that. Uh, second hour of the Weekend Report coming up next on 97.1 FM Talk. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. It's hour number two of the Weekend Report on your radio, and Chris Arps and I are going to fight. <laughs> Welcome we got to ask the listeners, is it possible to, to spread coronavirus by loud belching? Chris is... <laughs> is that possible? Chris is, is Mr. Chris is Mr. Shelter in place. Wipe everything down. Be good to your fellow man. Everybody, nobody should leave their house. We can't spread this disease and it's just... <laughs> All over everything. That sounds like my cat more than me belching, <laughs> blowing up. Well, welcome back to the Weekend uh, Report. Uh, great first hour uh, there. If you missed anything, don't forget you can always download our podcast on the Radio.com app. Actually, you can download the podcast in very many places, but I prefer the Radio.com app. It's free. Once you have that app, you can stream the station 24-7. You can rewind live radio with the Radio Rewind feature, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. So it's it's uh, one-stop shopping for everything here at 97.1 FM Talk. Make sure you are checking that out. Uh, as I mentioned, Chris Arps, of course, is in studio with me. So is Andrew from the Dave Glover Show. And joining us to start this first hour is the mayor of my hometown, Florissant, Missouri. Chris Arps, hometown yeah. as well. Uh, mayor Tim Lowry joins us. And I know, uh, Mr. Mayor, you got a lot going on, so we certainly appreciate you taking out a few minutes to talk with us today. How are you? Doing well, guys. I appreciate it, as always, uh, having the opportunity to get on the uh, show with you guys. And, uh, of course, this is a little more difficult times than uh, the other times I've had the opportunity to come on, but yeah. uh, I do appreciate the time. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate you uh, you taking a few minutes for us. So I mentioned in that first hour, and I want to get your thoughts on this as well, uh, that the state of Missouri is one of the few states that has allowed the local leadership like yourself, you know, uh, mayors of cities and and uh, county boards and things like that to make the decisions on the ground 
uh, more than most of the states. But a lot of states, the governors have just come out and they've they've made you know uh, blanket statements that apply to the entire state. And Governor Mike Parson has gotten some uh, support, but a lot of criticism for the way that he has handled this, and basically saying like, I'm going to let the people on the ground in the local communities handle. Uh, you know, making the rules for their areas. Is that, is that, have you feel it that it's that way that you guys are, are are left with more control on the local level than a lot of other mayors and and counties around uh, the country? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Governor Parson has taken position on a a lot of the issues, the, uh, you know, whether it's the closing of the school. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts the uh, uh, bars and restaurants, the amount of people. I mean, he's left that here at a local level, feeling that that should be handled more by the uh, the people on the ground here in, like, the St. Louis area. Um, like you said, he's taken a lot of criticism for that. But I, I do appreciate uh, his opinion on it. And, of course, you know, I've been working with a lot of the leaders here in the uh, St. Louis area. Um, Dr. Sam Page and myself, we talk pretty much on a daily basis about um, what's going on. I've followed his leadership a lot on uh, the local issues. And I think that uh, here in St. Louis, I think we've done a great job um, as uh, local authorities handling the situations. And I know it's been difficult for people, but I think that the right decisions have been made. And uh, and like I said, the governor is taking uh, um, some criticism for it, but I do respect what he's doing. Yeah. Mr. Mayor, I have uh, two quick questions for you. One, uh, there's a meme going around Facebook of a police officer approaching a motorist. And the motorist holds up a sign saying he has coronavirus. Uh, will that get you out of a ticket? Do you think? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I think. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be an easy thing for a lot of people to do. But no, I, our officers are obviously, uh, you know, they, they're you know we're in the process of getting them all of the equipment that they need to handle the situation. Of course, it's been delayed. But uh, no, that will not get you out of a ticket. Okay, that's good to know. And also, What's your second quick my question? second question: uh, Wesley Bell and uh, Kim Gardner have uh, started a a program where they're basically are uh, clearing the jails out to uh, clear for coronavirus. Are there any plans for that in the Florissant uh, jail, sir? Yeah, we're not holding at this point. We're not holding anyone unless there it's a, it's a felony. A domestic violence situation. I mean, if they if they come to our uh, uh, police department and they've got uh, the traffic warrants, things like that, they're processed and released right away. Uh, we do not feel like uh, holding um, them type of offenders at this point is is really important to us and uh, what the effects it could have. So we're not holding that many people in our facility at all. Now we obviously, if, if we get felony warrants, we're sending them to the San Jose County Jail. But uh, yeah, we're, we're very few people are being held right now in our jail. Florissant is the biggest city in St. Louis County, so you have tens of thousands of people, not only people but businesses, and then all the resources that go along with running a city. What is happening with, are there any changes to any city services, the trash, uh, the parks, all of that stuff? What is the, uh, the update there? 
Yeah, great question. So um, earlier this week, we've uh, closed both of our community centers, the James J. Egan Center and the uh, JFK Center. Um, so both of those have been closed. Um, we've Most of our senior programs have been uh, put on hold. Our senior center is still open and operating. However, very few people are coming there. Um, our police department is uh, is, is being careful how they respond to calls. Um, they, they're responding to sick cases with the paramedics. However, they'll, they'll stay outside unless they're needed. Um, trying to handle some, some simple things over the phone instead of maybe dispatching a police officer. Um, serious offenses, as always, we'll, we'll be responding to. But we are just trying to, uh, you know, trying to provide the service that we can for our residents in a, in a smart and uh, healthy way. And uh, it's, you know, it's definitely a, um, it's been a strain on our, some of our residents, but I can tell you that I think that uh, for the most part, our residents understand that these things have to be done. And I'm not getting a lot of pushback and people are respecting uh, their privacy and their space. So even though we are limiting our services, um, people are still understanding. And of course, right now we still, City Hall is still open. We're still operational there. Um, and, uh, you know, people can still come into public works and, and that, but, uh, you know, a lot of our other events have been, of course, canceled. City parks, are they open? City parks are open. Yeah. Um, now, we're not issuing any permits for any of the pavilions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if people choose to gather in our parks, um, that's, that's, you know, that's up to them. But we certainly will not be issuing any permits or anything for any of the pavilions right now. All right. We've talked enough doom and gloom. Let's talk about uh, some developments in Florissant. The uh, Valley of Flowers Shopping Center, the development that's going in there, and I see uh, the, the the old shopping center, the Bellman Shopping Center across the street has been raised. What uh, is, is going on with those two projects, Mr. Mayor? Sure. So uh, the the, uh, um, the Lindbergh Business Park is what you're talking about, which mm-hmm. is right in front of the Lowe's. Um, those those uh, buildings have been taken out. Um, I do have some ideas of what they're going to put in there. And hopefully we'll start seeing some building here soon. Unfortunately, I, I can't uh, divulge what that's mm-hmm. going to be, but I think people will be happy with that development. Um, of course, across the street from there is the Planet Fitness is going in, so we're, we're happy to have that going in. And uh, certainly, you know, we're our economic developer Travis Wilson is working hard to try to fill these uh, open spots that unfortunately last year closed right there at the Lindbergh and uh, New Halls Ferry area. Mm-hmm. And so we we got some exciting things. I get with the stormy crab coming into where the old uh, ah. oh, which was which one was that one? That was the uh, mm-hmm. right there in the Cross Key Shopping Center. So that's coming by, in. By uh, Lowe's? Victor started some uh, across the street by Home Depot. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Very I know good. the restaurant that was there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I know what yes. you're talking about. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Mayor, have you got any? uh, We're talking to Mayor Tim Lowry of uh, the city of Florissant, my hometown, Chris's hometown, largest city in St. Louis County. So, obviously, a lot of listeners and a lot goes on in the city of Florissant. Have you got any pushback from restaurants, bars, businesses of any kind that have been told to shut down? Have, 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 by and large, people. uh, understand and gone along with this, or have some people uh, fought back on this? No, I think some people were maybe a little confused whether or not it, uh, you know, if it it, it meant that they would have to close um, and and if they could indeed serve. Um, Just more confusion, but there's really been no pushback so far. People are understanding. I mean, it's it's a big blow to, obviously, their business um, and to their, of course, their employees. And you know most of most of our, our restaurants now are, are are offering a carry out a curbside service, 
and delivery service. And I certainly encourage all the residents to please utilize these guys during this time because they are really going to be hurting and uh, they certainly need as much business as they can get. And uh, we certainly, when this is all said and done, we certainly don't want to lose any of those uh, great bars, restaurants and uh, here in the city of Florence. And so I just encourage everybody to please use those services and give them some business because they're certainly going to need it right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people, Mr. Mayor, are worried about things getting worse and more things closing. And I think that's what uh, motivates some of the hoarding of things like toilet paper, which is ridiculous. But, you know, I think that 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 fear sort of sparks that. Do you guys have any plans at any point that this coronavirus could get to of closing grocery stores and stopping trash service and actually shutting down all the city services is that even is that even on the radar anywhere no and of course you'll keep an eye i tell you right now no absolutely not keep it in mind everything's pretty fluid i mean things are changing you know since i've been on the phone probably things have changed but you know i mean you, you there's still things that we have to make sure that we provide to the residents i mean like i said the trash service i mean i, I can't imagine a, a scenario where people can't go to the grocery store and buy groceries um, and, and certainly services like that. I mean, they we have to be able to still be able to do that. But you, but you're right. I mean, there is a lot of fear out there, and uh, totally I understand that. It's just that just everybody just needs to be patient and understand that everything's being done for the best and to protect people. Um, and so the virus doesn't uh, continue to uh, grow. But uh, yeah, I mean. Definitely. I just can't see a scenario where we can't go and buy groceries or we can't go to get gas. Um, I just I I don't see that right now. What about cases in fluorescent? Have you got have have we had any fear of there being uh, the virus actually breaking out in fluorescent? If it has, I forgive my ignorance because I don't don't remember any reports of that. Are you guys watching that very closely? Watching very closely. So far, we've not had any confirmed case here in the city of fluorescent yet. Um, and, you know, we can only pray that that will continue, but uh, obviously we have no control over that. But uh, if it is, if we do have it, we'll certainly will be reported. Yeah. What are you telling residents that uh, want to get testing for the coronavirus? Are you giving them a number they should go to or some, someone they should call? Yeah, we're, you know, this is, you know what, what we're encouraging is you for you to contact the uh, San Luis County Health Department. Unfortunately, I don't have that number mm-hmm. with me um, as I stand here right now. Um, but contact the San Luis County Health Department. They will get you to the uh, services that you need. Okay. Great stuff. If there's any one last message that uh, that you want to put out there for residents of Florissant and just about anybody that's listening, um, you know, that is that are scared, that are worried about the future and what's going to close next, because it just seems like every day it's something mm-hmm. else. Uh, what's the what's the big message that people need to understand? I think just just be patient and understand that uh, everything that uh, is being done is, is being done with uh, everybody's uh, health um, and uh, future in mind, and that uh, everything that we're doing is for their best, for the uh, best, and just you know hang in there and uh, just be patient. Yeah, good stuff, Mr. Mayor uh, Tim Lowry, the mayor of Florissant, the biggest city in. St. Louis County, you guys got your hands full, so we appreciate your time today. Mm-hmm. And, Mr. Mayor, if you don't mind, we'll check back with you from time to time as this goes on uh, because I think this is really good insight and information that uh, the listeners appreciate. So thank you so much for your time. Sounds great, guys. Have a good day. Thanks. All right, you too. Have a great weekend. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to have a little fun. We're, yeah. we're going to lighten the mood, and we're going to play a weird news challenge. Oh, and it's great. a special edition 
of the Weird News Challenge. Right. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. We need some happiness. Makes me happy. We need some normalcy. Oh, Jamaica happy. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we need Jamaica. to talk about. We need to talk about something uh, and and gives people something to listen to that's not coronavirus. So that music. We're is not here to talk about the coronavirus. Not yet. We've been talking about it a while. We might talk about it again. You but right cor- now, <laughs> it is time. You said Corona's on the beach though. For the weird news challenge. That's right. Yeah. Chris Arps is here. Yeah. My name's Tony Colombo. I'm here. Andrew's here. And Skip Weber from Weber Chevrolet yeah. is here now. And so is Trish Gazelle from 102.5. Hello. Don't get near me. Great to see you guys. <laughs> Do not breathe my way. So yes. Yes. Me. Yeah, I'm surprised Trish came into the studio with yeah. uh, multiple people and got close. But uh, we thank you for that. Yep. The hazmat suit helps. We'll get you out of here fast. I mm-hmm. promise. Skip Weber today is fighting the coronavirus with fashion. <laughs> he looks sharp. looking like a million yeah, bucks. Yes. He looks sharp. Thank you. He Thank you very much. Today. Got my Jerry Garcia tie on. Are you trying to uh, intimidate? No. You, like, I, like, I'm trying to wear something that would make me warm. Okay. Because it's chilly out. I <laughs> gotcha. And the wind tunnel that you make me walk through to get here <laughs> in your parking garage is also chilly. So, so uh, <laughs> it's time for the Weird News Challenge, which uh, traditionally is a game that we ask questions about. Uh, current news stories that are kind of weird news, and uh, it's kind of a trivia game about the news. But we're going to play a special edition today, and I'm sure you guys are trying to figure out, okay, what what holiday or whatever reason? Because last week we did, of course, St. Patrick's Day because it was St. Patrick's Day. But the another thing that happened this past the spring. Week, Equinox. Is that well, what it is? Yeah, it's, it's all trivia about the spring equinox. Oh, cool. <laughs> First <laughs> no. day of spring. Yeah, no, no. Uh, that is right. But the other thing that happened this past week was 314 Day. Oh, yeah. Which is the St. Louis holiday, mm. which means <laughs> we are going to have all St. Louis trivia questions oh, today right. on the Weird could News go either Challenge. Way. <laughs> so I'll yeah. ask the questions. These guys will answer them if they get the question right they get the point if they get it wrong they don't lose anything because we encourage participation here at the weird news challenge uh five questions today all worth one point no multiple point questions today so every question really counts and if you think you know uh if you are if you think you're not good at st louis trivia hang in there keep your hands on your Mm. buzzers i don't think these questions are going to be as difficult as you think they may be uh before we get started let's test our buzzers chris harps trish gazelle bloop skip i like how last week skip tried to change his his buzzer (laughs) but it it confused him too much (laughs) (laughs) go back to the ding ding dings Uh, got to got to go with the conventional buzzer yes the all right. speed counts. So, all of these are St. Louis questions. Five questions, all worth a point. We have a tiebreaker if we need it. And then, of course, at the very end, we have the QMD, the question of mass destruction, which is an automatic win for uh, that person if they can get it right. So, here we go. Weekend Report, Weird News Challenge, St. Louis Trivia. This is episode 74, question number one. 
What exhibit in the St. Louis Zoo was a part of the 1904? Skip Weber. The birdcage or aviary. The aviary, flight cage, birdcage. I I would accept any of those answers, and that is correct. Skip trash. So I'm good at St. Louis trivia as long as you're talking about the zoo. Yes. Yes, the birdcage, yeah. still operational there at the zoo, has been around since the 1904 World's Fair. Question number two. Within 20 feet, how tall is the Gateway Arch? 630. On the That's nose. what I was going to guess, too. Yeah, that's a, that's, oh, a, that's, a, that's a, yeah. I was going to guess that, too. No. Good job, Chris. Yeah. The I was just about to ask if you were feeling okay, because you look a little yeah, I'm just concentrating. today. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, I'm concentrating. And boom, you just yeah. just hammered that. All right, here we go. Is there going to be an easy one for me? Both <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys knew it was uh, 630 yeah. feet on the I didn't know. button. Question number three. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the St. Louis Blues hockey team was named after the song The St. Louis Blues, which was composed by what blues? Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. I think I know this. Okay. Scott Joplin. That is incorrect. Mm, oh. I was going to say that. Which was composed by what blues music legend who is known as the father of the blues? Mm. The St. Louis Blues hockey team was named after the song The St. Louis Blues, which was composed by what blues music legend who is known as the father of the blues? There's a statue of him at the front of Beale Street in Memphis. B.B. King, bloop. <laughs> I think the ding dings came in before the blue. Yeah. So, or the beeps came in before the blue. And I was going to say BB King. Oh, okay. Two. Well, it's not BB King. Do you want to take another shot at it? Uh, well, sure. Hold on. Let me think about it. Do you know this. who the statue is at Beale Street? The father of the blues. Harry somebody? BB King is the king of the blues. <laughs> Harry, Harry somebody. Uh, Harry oh, I got yeah, Let me give a guess. I'll, I'll, I'll guess. Lewis? Jim. Is that Lewis right? Lewis somebody? <laughs> I don't know. W.C. Handy. Uh, you know what? Handy. I was thinking that, I too. I, yes, I should have got that, too. Yeah. W.C. Yep. Handy. So I didn't think he's it was a real the father thing. and B.B. King's the king? king. Yeah, Who's got higher, you got father or consider, king? Uh, considerably older. It's longer ago yes. than B.B. King. Yes. Is the, yeah. I don't know. I don't know higher. who's higher ranking. Father or king? I'm not sure. I'm I think not you got to sure. give it to the king because he's reigning. Two more questions to go. Chris and Skip are tied at one. Trish Gazelle has Lewis something. Number four, <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals franchise started in 1882, but they didn't originally call themselves the Cardinals. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. The St. Louis Perfectos. That is incorrect. They, oh. were, they were the Perfectos Blue. at one point, though. Yes. St. Louis Browns. Not, nope. It has to be, it, it has to be the exact thing. Not Can you reread the question? I please. would love to do that Thank for you, God. my yeah. my partner, my longtime co-host yeah. and partner. Keep going. The St. Louis Cardinals franchise, the great Chris Arps, who is a columnist on Red State and the co-host. Nice for that hint. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with. I'm, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to buy you time. Okay. St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals franchise started in 1882, but they didn't originally call themselves the Cardinals. What was the original name of the team? I'm going to go with Red Legs. Uh, brown stockings. Mm. Close. The St. Louis brown stockings. Red is a com- brown really is kind of a combination of red. They were the brown stockings, <laughs> then they were the browns, then they were the perfectos, and then they were the cardinals. 
That's how that goes. Okay. All right, question number five. If Skip or Chris gets this, they will uh, win the game, at least temporarily. If Trish gets it, she will force a three-way tie. If nobody gets it, it's Chris and Skip in a tie. Pressure! Question number seven. <clears throat> or question number five, excuse me. Uh, lots of famous things were invented in St. Louis, including iced tea, ice cream cones, and kindergarten. What famous soft drink, known for being good at soothing... And, yep. Cream soda. Incorrect. That's the end of Trish. What famous soft drink, <laughs> known for being good at soothing Are you and upset at my guess? stomach? <laughs> yes. Seven Up. That is correct. Oh, wow. Good Seven job. Up. Chris Arps has won the game for now. For now. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Good at the QMD. Let's see what happens when we get to the QMD. So, yeah. I think cream soda came out of the, the World's whole, Fair, didn't the it? The whole mm, question. Probably in hot dogs. The whole question, lots of famous things were invented in St. Louis, including iced tea, ice cream cones, and kindergarten. What famous soft drink, known for being good at soothing an upset stomach and mixing with alcohol, Uh, was also invented in St. Louis. Seven seven up. up. Uh, The tiebreaker, first, this means nothing, but we'll just get this out of the way if we would have needed it. Uh, How many mayors has St. Louis had? Yeah, you don't have to buzz in. Uh, 58. Okay. I will go with 57. Okay. I will go with 56. <laughs> we should have gone with 59. So you why? Should, Chris, because it's either direction. The answer is 46. Yes. Trish, Gazelle, oh. Trish Gazelle would have gotten it if that would have meant anything. All right, here we go. The QMD, the oh. only way. The right. only way to stop Chris Arps, who is on a bit of a I surgeon. Four, I think. In 2020. I like, won last week. Hello. Yeah, you did, but but he's he's won multiple times here. Twice recently. in one year. Is here we go. Remarkable. <laughs> the only way to stop him is the QMD, and you can still buzz in. You can okay. still buzz in in the QMD. I can, like, block. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> the automatic win. Question of mass destruction. Within 20 acres, mm. how yeah. big is Forest Park? Within 20 acres, no how big is Forest Park? Ding, 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 ding. Skip Weber's going to take a shot. Okay, so let me think about this here for a second. So I'm going to okay. say... Do your ciphering. Give me a number. 640 <laughs> acres. That is incorrect. Is it higher or lower? I'm not going to say. I'm going to say... Uh, you going to take a shot at it? Yes, 15,000 sure. acres. That is incorrect. You have to be within 20. <laughs> right? Within yeah, 20 million, acres. 740,000 acres. <laughs> 810. That's the best guess, but it's not within 20. 1,283 oh. acres. I was trying right. to Chris Arps! <laughs> yes. I thought he was drowsy. Was good. He's not drowsy. He's drowsy. He's just concentrating. That was rope-a-dope. He has won. That was rope-a-dope. I'm telling you, man. You have, uh, you just tied Trish for second. You have been on the comeback trail. That kills me. Yeah, you have been on the comeback trail. (laughs) That kills me. It's okay. Victory feels so good. That is correct. All right, that is going to do it. For this edition of the Weird News Challenge, Trish Gazelle, thank you so yeah. much. You can go back to self-quarantining now. Thank you very much. Back to your self-quarantine. Yes. Don't touch it. And we're going to take a break, but don't go anywhere. Skip Weber is going to join us for another segment and the Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. She said you lose a good day.
studio with Chris Arms and Andrew from the Dave Glover Show. Skip Weber is here as well. Big thanks to Trish Gazelle for joining us for the Weird News Challenge. You won and again. I won again. Way to go, again. man! Thank you. Twenty twenty is seven up in the six thirty. That the six hundred thirty feet. That was. Have, a, and they both had to do with drinking because there's won a distillery. Quite, you've won with that name quite a bit. That's how I knew last, it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. You've won quite a bit of times in these, yeah. these last couple yeah, months. That's good. Close the gap. Skip's genius is rubbing off on me. You've closed the gap on Trish. Now yeah. you've got Skip and your We're tied, sons. right? Yeah, it's okay. good stuff. Uh, we've had a great show today. Lots of of information. From we had uh, the mayor of Florissant, Tim Lowry, on at the beginning of this hour. In the first hour, we talked to Brian Agers from Agers HVAC. We talked to the sheriff of Jefferson County, Dave Marshak. So if you missed any of the show today, go back and get the podcast. You can get the podcast in many places, but the radio.com app, I think, is the best place to do so. The app is free. You can stream the station 24-7 from that app. You can utilize the Radio Rewind feature, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station with that radio.com app. Go back and check out those interviews if you missed them. Great information from those guys. Um, and I'm glad you know, Skip always sticks around and does this segment with us every week but obviously lots of questions for you surrounding this coronavirus situation i should mention that we are recording this a little bit earlier than you guys are hearing it so we are discussing some things that right now we think are may happen or are probably going to happen and you, as you're hearing it they may have already happened so just an fyi on that and one of those things is there's been a big difference we pointed that out in these these earlier interviews been a big difference in the way that the state of illinois and the state of missouri have handled this situation in fact missouri has erred way on the side of letting local municipalities make their own decisions Governor Mike Parson has gotten some criticism for that. Illinois has been more on the side of the governor making decisions for the entire state. And we've seen more of that across the country than we have like what we're seeing here in Missouri. And there's a lot more thing. There's there's more limitations happening in Illinois than there are in Missouri. And you I have think, I think two Parsons of has three dealerships. In I Illinois. think I think Parsons has it right. Uh, yeah. uh, there's just so many differences. You know, if you look at the state of Illinois as of right now, there are four cases of coronavirus in our area, mm-hmm. and there's hundreds in Chicago, mm-hmm. and much of that is because Chicago people ignored the warnings. It, you know, don't. I mean, before the restaurants and bars were closed down, the Chicago area bars and restaurants were packed. With people, just nah, who cares? We don't care about social distancing. Blah blah blah. blah any right. of that. Kind of like the beaches in Florida. Very similar to yep. it. Um, to me, closing down the entire state because of that. When there's minimal stuff. Now, I don't want the spread. Believe me, I am okay with a lot of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the more you close, the more you crash the economy, and essential elements are uh, be suffering, even if they remain open. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, the Department of Homeland Security has designated auto repair and and thus car dealerships with auto repair facilities as essential. And it really is. I mean, my service departments are full. Yeah. They're full. So I know people need it. I mean, the last thing anybody wants to do is to have an emergency emergency situation and not have a a running car. Or if we mentioned this earlier with Brian Eggers, if people 
there may be people out there that are just kind of, they don't know if they can get their car worked on right. or get services done, or they're afraid to go and be around other people. Yeah. So maybe like a check engine light comes on. Yeah. And they would normally just immediately take it to the service department. Now they're thinking, oh, I, I don't. maybe they're not even open. Well, Do I actually, even want to be around people? And they could complicate a problem yeah. by not getting it serviced. Right. So we've been communicating uh, to our people that we will come get your car mm. if you're uncomfortable. Uh, we disinfect every car. So I'm telling you, your car is more germ-free when it leaves our lot <laughs> than when it comes in. Um, That's awesome. Uh, but it'll be, you know, we'll see what that. I do think that I've heard that J.D. Pritzker will be shutting down everything that's non-essential. I don't know, and he'll be designating what's essential, so I'm hoping that repair facilities, including cars. There's a lot of reasons to say keep sales open. The biggest one is 10%, maybe less, maybe a little bit more, 10% of our service business results in the people deciding to buy a new car, Mm. and especially when you get into body shop. Now, my body shop's in Missouri, so it's not going to be affected, but... um, you know, that, that's what happens. I mean, oh, my gosh, I've got this car. It's 12 years old, and it needs $3,500 worth of damage. And I, I mean, $3,500 worth of, of work. Uh, it's not even worth that. Why don't I trade it in? Well, if, you, if your car is you know, now you're stuck driving it or repairing it or whatever. I mean, you know, you, you, does that force you to repair it? So there should be at least an, a small element of being able to trade it in or buy something new right then. But also, a car dealership is not a packed-in situation. We are e- we easily are doing social distancing in our car dealerships. We are we will deliver a vehicle to you, mm-hmm. paperwork and all. We've done it several times now. Not as often as I thought we would. We actually had a pretty decent week. Not as good as our normal week of March, but maybe uh, something like a December week before mm-hmm. the last week of the month, where it's so where where it's so between Christmas and New Year's. But normal December week, it's been kind of okay. Could you put like a percentage on it? Is it eighty percent of what a normal week uh, would be, or? 60 percent okay. of a yeah. normal March week, yeah. and the truth is, um, but our website traffic—that's pretty and, incredible, actually. Yeah, because people who see the value of of getting a new car now or, or thinking about it, it, and when when they hear the messaging, and it's all over our website, it's all over our Facebook, and it's all over anything I say. Um, hey, we're clean. And we're not going to shake your hand if you don't want to, or actually, we're not supposed to. Anybody that has even slight sniffles is not coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, we're and we have maybe a dozen people out of our 380 that, that are staying home right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't know. I think I think it's we can we, you can safely buy a car. I'm not trying to poo-poo people who are not who are scared of it, believe me, or nervous about it. Uh, that's why we'll, we'll bring a car to you. Um, but I hope that when the announcement's made uh, in a little bit which is probably before your, this happens, yeah. or if not a little bit today, then probably... And the announcement know, you're talking about is that is they will to be shut down. closing the... Yeah. So there's two two of the three Weber Chevrolets are in Illinois. And, and Weber and Ford. And Weber Ford is in Illinois. And our commercial trucks. Yeah, hell yeah, and yeah. the commercial trucks. Which truck have been lot. selling as yeah. much because people who need to still need services, they're in trouble if their car, truck so breaks the only, down. So the only dealership that would be completely unaffected would be the Creve Corps, which is in yes, Missouri. I think right. Chris had a question. Go ahead. You know, uh, when Ford and GM was on strike, I forgot GM was on strike early in the year. That really affected your parts distribution. Yes. I mean, with this being completely shut down, you, are you anticipating that parts same situation? Parts is not shutting down. Parts is sending stuff. Okay. The UAW. So what is shut down? When they say- Production when, of the vehicles. Okay, gotcha. And I know that GM has offered some 
factory plant uh, capacity to manufacture um, ventilators and other things too. So I don't know what's going to be shut down. But they're at this point they're only shutting down for a couple weeks. Um, you know, we'll have to see. I think it can be as quick as a couple weeks before we get around on this thing where whether the malaria drug is effective or the spread has halted enough or maybe we get I mean, I'm still hoping um, be, that 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 70 degrees and higher mm-hmm. uh, some of the viruses start dying off or they don't live on the surface as long. Um, there's all kinds of speculation about that stuff. So I'm not an expert at it, but, you know, here, I just um, I really get nervous about how much we're damaging our economy. I don't think it'll take long to build the economy back up, but I know my employees. Do I know 380 of them really, really well, intimately well? No. But I know a lot of them really, really well. Sure. And I could rattle off 40 names in 40 seconds right now of people that are really hurting if they if we shut down. Yeah. And yeah. I know there's some laws about paying them and all this. And I, but here, I'm not sure how much we can do. And how, I mean, I want I would want to help. Uh, but but you know, it's a it's a in and out situation with our with our you know when the business is done. You know, we just don't. So we just don't have the ability to necessarily do anything. I I don't know. I'm not sure it's what tough... the legislation is happening. I don't know if I qualify for relief if I say, okay, government, I'll pay if you pay me or mm-hmm. give me some of it back or whatever. Um, you know, if I had six guys, I can afford it. Right. Yeah, but 380, sure. it's just a lot of stuff when you have nothing coming in. You know? Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> so, what size the business is. Yeah. Everybody is being affected by this. And so, how do you wrestle with that as, you know, as capitalists, as, as Business people, you you don't want to be dependent on the government or giving you anything. Right. But in a tense like this, where the economy is completely shut down, well, how far do yeah. you go with that? It's, I, I, go, I don't you know. know. You're exactly right because it's the, it is the government shutting us down. And I think, like I said, I'm I'm on more I'm more on board with it than than in the early days of it. And here's the th- situation: every business is different, but there's a lot of businesses that can that when they have success, they can stockpile cash. Mm-hmm. When I when I make some money as a store. My money is now in other cars. We hardly ever have cash cash. Yeah. yeah. We're getting, you yeah. know, if you buy something for $30,000 and trade in a $20,000 trade in, you're only giving me $10,000 and I and I just gave you something for 30. Right. My other 20,000 is in that car. So right. I've got to sell that. So it's not necessarily easy to say, "Oh yeah, you know, we're a big dealer, we, you know, blah blah blah. Let's just pay it all." My my money, your your paychecks in those cars out there. Right. So right. my my answer to that, Chris, is it, this is something we talked about on the Dave Glover show this week. Is you know, hey, all you capitalists that don't like socialism, you sure are you know ready for a, a socialist type handout right now when you know the s is hitting the fan. My answer to that is. Well, yeah, this isn't this isn't a sign that capitalism doesn't work. But when you turn it off, yeah. when you don't allow mm-hmm. capitalism to happen, when you shut down industries, then yeah, then yeah, yeah you're right. Capitalism doesn't work because you just tur- you just flipped <laughs> the switch. Right. So it's not. This isn't an indictment of capitalism. This doesn't prove that you know that it doesn't work or that socialism is the way to go. Mm-hmm. You've turned it off, so yeah. it's not going to work, and so. It creates a lot of the uh, the problems that we are talking about. So uh, before we run out of time, I do want to talk about something fun, and that, of <laughs> course, is the Saturday Evening Rock Show, which starts in just a couple hours. Yep. 
The staff, I understand, the, the entire staff of the Saturday Evening Rock Show are healthy. All, all two of us. All Quarantine. two of us. And let me tell you something. we got a terrific, terrific show. It's one of my favorites I've done. Yeah. Two weeks from now. So today's show, then one more show, and then our first anniversary. Oh, Believe wow. it or not, first anniversary. Now I've been doing it longer with Close before it started, but yeah. the first anniversary the, since I got thrown out there with no net and yeah. no more Close, and it was my own show. And that and that's when we named it the Saturday Evening Rock Show. So that's that's right. what, when it was. So that's uh, uh, pretty fun. I really, really, really like this show uh, for a lot of reasons. It's really good. I actually just finished putting the music together for next week's show, so I'm excited about that, too. And I got something special for the first anniversary. So I hope... Um, what is people, it, two weeks from now, you said? Two weeks from today weeks is from our today. anniversary show. Maybe, if we get a little lucky, maybe yeah. we will also be sort of celebrating turning the corner yes. on this uh, whole right. coronavirus Sports situation come back. It should on be. your one-year anniversary. Yeah. That would be neat. That, that would be neat. That would that, be neat. So, yeah. so uh, um, my... my uh, Hint is meatloaf, all revved up and no place to go from the Bad Out of Hell album. That's my hint. You're not. You, you, I could give you a thousand guesses at the theme from that, hit and you won't get it. Nice. It fits the theme, but nobody's thinking it that way. So, but we'll see. It's a cool theme, similar to two shows I've done in the past. So it's not totally off the wall theme, but right. it's some really good music tonight. Yep. Oh, I thought you had. A, oh no, thought, no! I thought you were you were no, putting I've, a punctuation no, on I'm, on that. Uh, the Facebook page, if people want to get involved. Um, Facebook page is uh, uh, just Saturday evening. Saturday rock evening show. rock show, yeah, yeah. On Facebook. or Saturday evening rock show at gmail dot com. Very Again, good. Saturday evening rock show. Um, you know, with people being at home and kind of on self quarantine, I've got more Facebook. Uh, uh, interaction than ever. Yeah, and the last no, two weeks have been just huge. So there's no sports. There's no baseball to yeah. listen to on a TV, Saturday night. You can't there's watch no... TV without constant uh, updates and what's going on mm-hmm. here. I mean, right. really, what better than the rock there and roll on exactly. at nine o'clock? Here, pour it's yourself a beverage and enjoy rock and roll some great like music. it sh- like it used to be and like it should be, where <laughs> the DJ picks the music and then talks about the yeah. songs. Nobody else does that anymore, yeah. except yeah. for us. Well, keep and you're up. practicing social distancing. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> and keep up with everything, all the announcements, everything that is happening at Weber Chevrolet. You'll be posting on the website, WeberChevrolet.com, so people can keep up with uh, what's happening, whether it be at the stores in Illinois or the Creek yeah. Corps store in Missouri. Yeah, regardless of what's going on, I feel like we will be open for service. Yeah. And I feel like if you're looking for a vehicle, we'll have some way to get you one of these these deals, even if it's you're not able to come into the store. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Skip Weber, for uh, that information and for everything you do for us here uh, on the show. That is going to wrap up this edition of the Weekend Report. Already? Download the podcast if you missed anything. And for Chris Arbs and Andrew, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening. Thank we'll see you. you back here next week. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.